Let's get to Jen Harrison uh, right away this morning. Jen, good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm a little sad at what happened yesterday. I think we all are, and that this is where we are as a society and as a country, that you can't even go to a parade and celebrate yeah. the Super Bowl champions anymore. Well, the problem with that becomes, you know, the psychos on the left who want to abolish the Second Amendment, and as soon as there's a gunshot anywhere, all they talk about is gun control, gun laws, remove the guns. All that's great. All that, don't get me wrong, it's great. But how many times are we going to have the same conversation? The strictest gun laws in the country are New York and Chicago, the most shootings. So it's not just about that. It's about crazy, criminal, wild people who have no appreciation for human life opening fire in a crowd. It's not about the gun. How do you feel about what happened yesterday in terms of the broader scheme? Well, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because you know that all the anti-gun advocates are, are going to, you know, that's, they're screaming from the rooftops that we need more gun legislation. But notice we, we don't have any information on the shooters yet. And my guess is because they have records and they never should have been on the streets or they're juvenile offenders that should have been, you know, received some kind of intervention and were just allowed to run around and commit whatever crimes they wanted to commit with no consequences whatsoever. So um, I'm interested to find out, you know, when that information will come out and when the American people will be able to learn the truth that it was probably because of failed policy, just like we're seeing in New York. You know, you mentioned all the merry band of idiots here, but the fact of the matter is that these soft on crime policies are being implemented across the country, and we saw the impact of that yesterday. Yeah, you uh, sent me a text, and you talked about these soft-on-crime policies. You also talked about a broken education system, lack of opportunity. The only one that benefits from these reforms and programs are overpaid NGO executives while suffering increases at their hands. So, yeah, you talked about, and you talk about often on my show and other shows, the soft-on-crime policy. But uh, that is just one of the aspects of our everyday society that is being roughed up because of these folks. Yeah, I mean, look at look at what's going on here in New York and all of the gang violence that we see. You know, we saw, we had a mass shooting in the Bronx just the other day, and you know that wasn't the typical mass shooting that everybody thinks that they see on TV, where you know some white crazy kid walked in with an AR-15 and shot it up. No, these these were probably youthful offenders, gang members that have been in the system that don't know how to read because our education system is failing them. But let me ask you this. Like, how is releasing violent criminals like Kathy Hochul and Alvin Bragg and everyone else in New York State that you mentioned does on a daily basis, how is that teaching these kids to read? How is that creating programs to help them keep them off of the streets? How is that creating an opportunity? How, why aren't we addressing the education system and the, and the low level of literacy rates amongst children that are graduating school not knowing how to read in New York? How are they ever supposed to survive? And why are our kids bringing knives to school and stabbing each other? Why do they feel when they go to school that it's a kill or be killed environment? And why are we not addressing these issues instead of releasing murderers and rapists from prison? This is uh, Jennifer Harrison, uh, Victims' Rights here in New York. So I spent the first 20-plus minutes, uh, not the whole 20-plus minutes, but uh, some of it talking about this story in yesterday's New York Post 
where Hungarian billionaire, maybe trillionaire, I don't know, George Soros is interested in buying all these landmark mega New York radio stations because he wants to go out there and, and um, you know, pound uh, his uh, his feelings on the election coming up in November. You recently wrote an op-ed for Newsmax where you talked about George Soros. Tell me about that. You know, th- this would be a complete travesty. And, you know, th- thank God we have John Cassiobloss, who we know isn't going to sell out and will and will help get the truth out in an anti-Soros me- message and let people know what's really happening. But really, you know, people like George Soros and John Arnold are responsible for the destruction of our country. And, you know, Soros is extremely smart. He's infiltrated universities. Um, he, you know, he's created programs through his funding that actually hired the late Kathy Boudin, who was a domestic terrorist, as the head of social work at Columbia University. He's in, well, infiltrated universities and already indoctrinated an entire generation of young minds with a depraved indifference towards human life. These are, you know, the Alvin Braggs, the people that are going to become district attorneys or legislators or judges. Um, so it's, it's really scary. And now, now he's going to infiltrate the media. And, you know, John Arnold is actually inf- infiltrating the Republican Party by hiring Republican and conservative lobbyists to kind of as, as moles, I guess. Um, it's very scary times that we live in, and we just really need people like you and John Katz, you know, thank God for you guys to, um, you know, stay stay true to what you're doing and get the truth out there. Jen, let's uh, end this great conversation on a positive note. Uh, my friend Anthony over at All Flags, he has come in. Uh, American flags, he's made a couple for me and John. One flag I've got at home, half American flag, half Israeli flag. He is a great man. I actually saw him at that big night at Cipriani's when I was hanging out with Donald Trump. He's become a pretty good friend. And you've got a story about all flags getting involved and a little boy with cancer who plays football with your son getting the chance to play and smile for the first time in a long time. Tell us that story. Oh, I hope I can get through this without crying. But yeah, um, it it came. So my son's friend, who he plays football with, um, got injured. It was a football injury, and what what, what should have been a, like a pretty traumatic experience instead, and you know, horrible experience and a foot bad in football injury actually turned out to be a miracle because due to this injury injury not healing properly, his doctors found out that he had um, pretty bad metastatic bone cancer, but they found it because of this injury early enough where they'll they'll be able to treat it and give him a fighting chance. So it came to my attention that um, he wanted a football saves my life sign. I thought of your friend who I've heard many times on the radio, thanks to you, um, and reached out to him. He didn't even ask. It, It didn't even skip a beat. Just said, okay, what do you want? I'll get it to you as soon as I possibly can. One of the coaches after it was done, had a guy that lived in Staten Island that picked it up and brought it out to Long Island. We gave it to Bentley over the weekend, and now he has this beautiful sign. And um, I, I just want to say, said, you know, everybody says that you're the king of the Jews now, right, which I'm, I'm so amazingly proud of you for everything that you're doing with that. But, you know, you're really the king of the everyday people, like like me, like Bentley's family, and, and the amount of people that you bring together and the things that you make happen, even when you're not even really – trying to make them happen is just such a beautiful thing um, through this show. And and the message that you get out there and the fact that you let everyday people like me come on and tell our truth 
is just an amazing thing. And I'm, I'm so proud of you, and I'm, I'm so honored to be your friend, and thank you for everything that you do. Well, I love you. I mean, you're worried about you crying. You just make me cry. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And uh, Anthony's a terrific guy, and all plagues are great. I'm happy for uh, little Bentley over there. And you can go see the sign right now on my Instagram account, at Rosenberg.Sydney. That's at Rosenberg.Sydney. And any friend of my friend Jennifer Harrison is a friend of mine. So thank you for all those kind words. But truth be told, it all applies to you, too. And you do a great job getting the truth out there. And you become a dear, dear friend. And I love you. And thank you for coming on this morning. Terrific job. Uh, thank you. If I could just one more thing um, real quick, if everybody could also go to contractorsforkids.org. It's an amazing organization that helps out families that have sick children. They'll pay mortgage payments. They'll pay electric bills. You know, they'll help with whatever way that they can, whether it's little or 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 big. And, um, you know, God forbid these kids don't make it. They also help with funeral expenses. So contractors for kids. Contractors for kids. Jen Harrison, great job, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. All right, there's my friend Jen, still to come this morning. Curtis Slee, while we go back live to Jerusalem, JNS Studios, where we broadcasted from a couple of weeks ago for four days. Alex Trayman, Vicky Palladino, Bill O'Reilly, and Lara Trump. Oh, it's an all-star lineup. On a Thursday morning with me, Sid, our number two, coming at you.